welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. Everybody, and today we're going to be talking about our eating senses. Now, you might always think about our eating macronutrients or our vitamins or our minerals, but you probably aren't thinking too much about what your eating senses are. And they're super important because they help you actually feel full, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So that is what we're going to talk about today. But first of all, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast each week. For those of you who are here, if you're new, welcome. And if you wouldn't mind just leaving a quick review just to let others know that this podcast is helpful and that way they can also get the great wisdom that there is here from myself and from the guests that we bring on so we can all start living a life where we're not binging on food, but binging on life. All right, with that said, let's dive into today's topic. A quote that I often hear from my clients that they were told is that you must finish everything on your plate. After all, there are people starving around the world. I know that this is something we hear all the time, but and obviously, if we're thinking about it logically, if we finish all the plate on our food, it's not going to help with world starvation. And if we throw away the food, it's not going to help with it either. So we know this, but we tend to feel really guilty if we don't eat all of our food. And when I've discussed this with clients, we kind of laugh because it sounds silly. And we know we shouldn't eat everything on our plate when we're full, but we feel like we should. So I invite you to throw out this saying and begin a new mantra that says, my body will tell me when I'm full. And it's really important for me to listen. Because our bodies always tell us when we're full. We just either ignore them or it's communicating it so quietly due to years of ignoring that it is really difficult to hear it. So I'm inviting you to put on those hearing aids and start listening. Not real hearing aids, of course, but the internal ones. When your stomach feels full, it tells you. And when your brain's been satisfied, it tells you. When you have received your pleasure and nourishment, your body will tell you. And all you have to do is listen. In order to unclog your ears and listen, you must make sure your body is using all of its senses. Not the five senses you're used to learning about, but your eating senses, satisfaction, pleasure, and nourishment. When these are met, you'll leave that plate with one bite, two bites, heck, maybe half the plate. But without them, you'll always feel deprived and want to continue to consume food. And you'll often convince yourself it's because you're too weak, you don't have enough discipline, you love the food too much, you're an overeater or whatever. You tell yourself is the reason why you can't seem to just stop eating. It's 99.9% of the time because we're lacking satisfaction, pleasure, or nourishment, or all three. So let's talk about what each one of these are and what we can do to increase them so that we actually eat the amount of food that our body wants. Because we need to feel full, not just physically, but we have to feel the brain being satisfied and we have to feel the pleasure and nourishment inside of the body in order to complete the eating experience and be able to make a rational, logical decision to stop eating. And a lot of times we skip that, which is why we continue to eat because we're really chasing one of these things. So satisfaction comes when you have either put time and effort into preparing your food or setting the table or setting the mood or dined in at a restaurant with the good lighting and the ambiance or even just eating something with tons of flavor and excitement. 
when you give your body and brain more than just food in the form of variety and flavors and happiness and so on, you'll be fuller faster. You won't need that little something extra because you're so satisfied from everything you got from your actual meal. So we're always looking to increase our satisfaction. Part of this too is by actually eating what it is that we want to eat. So a lot of times my clients aren't feeling fully satisfied with their meals because they're choosing foods based on intellect, like I should eat that, or this is what the healthy thing would be to eat, or whatever the brain is telling them is the right thing to do versus what they really want. Now, a lot of times those two things line up. What's best for the body is also what we want and is what would be most satisfying. But because we have all this conditioning from the weight loss industry and our culture, it's difficult to allow ourselves to fully indulge in things. I just had a client recently who told me that she's been eating ice cream every night and she's getting a little bit uncomfortable, like she feels a little bit out of control around it. And I asked her, how much are you enjoying that ice cream? Like, is there guilt there? Is there deprivation there? Is there some judgment about it? Um, Are you sitting down at the table and tasting every bite? Like how much are you getting satisfied from that meal of the ice cream every night? Because if you're doing something every single night, that's usually an indication that you're chasing some satisfaction and you haven't gotten it yet. So your body keeps telling you to eat it until you get it. And if we just sit down and slow down and actually really focus on fully being satisfied, which by the way, means that when we do that, we could get a cue of, oh, this actually isn't going to do it. This isn't what I really want. I don't want this flavor or I don't want this kind or I don't want this food. This is not what's going to satisfy me. But we have to actually desire satisfaction, invite it in and actually look for it from the meal to even be able to have that conversation with with it, which allows us to then not want to do it every single day in as much quantity as possible. So increasing our satisfaction decreases our consumption automatically And the best way to increase satisfaction is to really sit down and enjoy the food and create an eating experience. The more experience you create around eating, that means in the preparation of it, if you're preparing it, that means in the setting of the table, the whole experience of food needs to be fully satisfying, especially when you're coming off of years of deprivation. It's going to take a lot more satisfaction to be able to feel that way. All right, the next sense we want to talk about is pleasure. Pleasure is your ticket to enjoying meals to the fullest. Take each bite of the food in your mouth and enjoy it. Taste every flavor, every spice, and herb, every texture. Just take it all in. This is where we see other cultures, like the French culture, really nailing it because they talk about the importance of getting pleasure from their meals, and they would never put up with flavorless diet food or constricted calorie diets. And I'm talking about the culture as a whole not obviously every individual person. But culturally, food is really expected to provide pleasure, which here in America, it really tends to be more of a food is fuel conversation or you are what you eat conversation. And that doesn't leave any room to eat something like Cheetos or pizza or ice cream, because if you are what you eat, then I don't, you know, I don't see how I'm able to eat that because why would I want to be a processed chemicals neon orange thing? But the truth is that if it's giving you pleasure, then there is benefit there for your body and for your brain and for for yourself. And if we allow ourselves to enjoy it and feel satisfied by it, then we don't need to do it very often, which is about the amount that your body would want it, which is not every day for the average person. But if we're not feeling satisfied, if we're not deriving pleasure, we're going to want it every day because once again, we're chasing that satisfaction and chasing that pleasure 
that we think our brain knows can come from it, but we're not allowing it to happen. So it just keeps wanting it over and over and over again. And that's where we see some really interesting cravings or we don't understand our cravings. So the pleasure is really enjoying it. The other thing you'll notice when you start focusing on pleasure is a lot of foods that you thought would be pleasurable actually aren't. And that's because the foods that are highly derived of of processed stuff and chemicals and no judgment, I eat them, but I'm just pointing out that when we eat those foods, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are just having this chemical reaction with the brain. And it's not that we actually are enjoying the food. It's that our brain, the the centers in our brain are being triggered that the food is designed to trigger. Fast food is a perfect example of this. So that whatever the is comprised of this food, this fast food, it triggers the, the parts in the brain that say, this is good. I like this. This is pleasurable. It's like that pleasure center lights up. So the way that most of the industry talks about fast food is they say that it's addictive, right? It triggers this part of the brain just like a drug would, and therefore you keep wanting it over and over and over again. Now, I disagree with this because the only way for that whole experience to happen is if you are not uh, fully present with the meal. So if you're eating it in the car while you're driving, if you're eating it super fast, if you're eating it just hastily, then yes, you are going to trigger that exact experience that it's meant to trigger. However, if you're going into your McDonald's Happy Meal or your Taco Bell Taco, it's really wanting full pleasure from the meal and full satisfaction from the eating experience. And you sit down and you take a deep breath and you go in and you take your bite and you try to taste every herb and spice, you realize there really aren't any. And it's really just a bunch of chemicals and you won't really enjoy it very much. And it won't take very long before you think, man, that is just not worth it. It's not very pleasurable. It's not actually doing what it used to do. And it's so easy just to not want it anymore. But it has to be that you're actually wanting to get pleasure from it, which means we have to slow down and ask for that experience. And then we notice, wow, it's really not that pleasurable, not as pleasurable as what I've cooked myself something like this, like not when I've actually cut the potato and sprinkled the garlic and and the salt and the rosemary on it. It tastes way better than this chemically created fry, potentially, right? I don't want to put any judgment upon someone who likes the McDonald's fry better. I'm just asking you to create this experience and see what happens. And then the last eating sense is nourishment. It sounds like a no-brainer. Of course, my food's nourishing, right? It's food, but is it? Do you punish yourself through meals or certain foods or do you allow it to nourish you? Do you allow high quality ingredients to provide the nourishment that they're meant to provide and the vitamins and minerals? Are you eating in a relaxed environment slowly to ensure that you're even digesting properly to absorb these nutrients? Your body seeks this nourishment in order to stay healthy and we don't want to rob this from our body, but if we've experienced dieting and if we've experienced weight challenges and if we really view that food is a problem, it's almost impossible to feel nourished from it because it feels like the problem. So how can we really have this positive experience with food and allow it to fuel our body if we're doing it out of a place of hate or out of a sort of a beating itself up like, oh, well, you only get this this salad because that's all you can have because you're overweight. Whereas a salad as it stands is potentially a great way to nourish the body. If the thought process around it is this is all you get because of what you've done, uh, that's not going to be a nourishing experience. So the way that we think and how we feel about our food is just as important as the actual food that we eat, which works both ways. That means if you are eating something that's lower quality, 
uh, food and you are really allowing it to nourish you, maybe it's like a, a situation where you know, you don't have the time to prepare the food that you would like to eat at that time. So you're eating what you can. So how do you get nourished from that? You sit down and you say, you know, this is the best possible food that I have access to in this moment. And I'm going to uh, pull as much nourishment and vitamins and minerals and nutrients from this meal as I possibly can. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm not going to beat myself up for not planning ahead of time. I'm not going to create a negative experience around it. I'm going to allow it to be as nourishing as humanly possible. And this is why it's okay if people can't afford the highest quality ingredients or organic food, because if that's truly not in the budget and not possible, then you have to find nourishment from whatever it is that you're eating. Don't beat yourself up because you can't get the foods that the whole world is telling you that you have to eat. If that's not in the cards, then allow what is there to nourish you. If that means praying over it, if that's for you, if that means um, just taking a few deep breaths and really appreciating the food for being there as opposed to not having food. But the nourishment comes from allowing the food to fuel your body through the way that you think and feel about it. And of course, in a perfect world, we would have the highest quality ingredients you know, all the time and we would prepare all of our food or have a chef prepare all our food and then we know it's you know, quote unquote nourishing. Um, but that's probably not real life for the average person. And even if somebody had that experience but they had a really negative relationship with food and weight, they still wouldn't be fully nourished by it. So it really is just all about the way that you show up and you think and you feel about the food that gives that, that nourishment. So if you want to help the starving people around the world, donate food or your time at a food bank or give money to charities or other countries who need it, but finishing your plate of food is not helping solve problems around the world or in your own body. And I know you know that logically because it's in the moments when we're irrational or illogical that this tends to speak up. But when you bring in these three eating senses, it really helps you be more in a logical state of mind when you are eating, because you're getting satisfaction, you're getting pleasure, you're getting nourishment, you're obviously getting physically full from the food. And now you can ask yourself, do I really want to clean my plate? Does that sound good to me right now? And you're able to actually make a decision because you're not feeling deprived of all the eating senses that you really need all those other kinds of nutrients that we don't hear about that we actually do need. So that's really what I want you to think about as you're eating your food throughout the day and the week and the month and the year. Since you are a loyal listener of Binge on This, I want to invite you to my brand new online training. It's totally free and it'll teach you the four steps to permanently end weight gain and live in your ideal body for women that have tried every possible weight loss method. You will learn exactly how I lost my weight and how I teach all my clients to do this without restrictive dieting or extreme exercise. So just head to totalbodyhealthsolutions.com forward slash webinar. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe and let your friends know about this podcast. Share the wealth. All right. I'll see you next time.